Hello and welcome to Eden Exchanges, the business journey podcast by Eden Exchange. Today we speak to Justin Eldershaw, who is the founder and owner of Reliance Roof Restoration Franchises, a roof restoration franchise expanding Australia-wide. Listen as Justin chats about his professional background, what inspired the creation of the franchise, his business growth strategy, the training and support provided, and who would best suit a Reliance Roof Restoration opportunity. Listen on to discover more. Welcome everyone. My name is Ellen and I'm here with Brianna from the Eden Exchange team. Hello. Today our guest is Justin Eldershaw, who is the founder and owner of the Reliance Roof Restoration franchise. Welcome to the podcast, Justin. Thank you. So Justin, could you start off by telling us about your background and how you first became involved with Reliance Roof Restoration? What does the current role involve? Yeah, so I founded the company in 2002. I was working for another roof restoration company, a competitor, we'll say. I was working in a sales role there and like a lot of employees, I looked at my boss and thought he didn't work very hard and was making a whole lot of money. I later found out that that wasn't true and found out that business is a lot harder than you think. But yeah, I I looked at that and thought, geez, I can do this and basically just was going for a walk one day and came back and told my wife, uh, I've made a decision to start my own business and essentially that's what I did. About a month later, I started out on my own. Originally, because I come from a sales background, I needed to get a tradesperson. So I started with just myself. And fortunately, I had some competitors that were also friends and the owner of another company. I borrowed a tradesperson from him and went out. And on day number one, I I went out and basically knocked on doors and found a, a whole lot of people that were willing to get their roofs done and got those done through a borrowed tradesperson. And then from there, grew the company by employing my own tradespeople and then eventually grew a sales team as well. So I had people doing the quotes as well as doing the work and and I became more of a manager, which leads into my role now where at the moment I'm, I'm, well, I'm the franchisor. So that's my primary role is supporting the existing franchisees. And the other part of my role is I still manage some of the branches myself. So I run um, several uh, branches Ironically, none of them in the current city that I live. So they're managed remotely. I manage a couple of branches in Sydney, one in Melbourne and one in Harvey Bay. And I currently live in Brisbane. So yeah, so that's how I came to found the company and that's my current role. Amazing. And what made you believe there was an opportunity to franchise in this sector? In 2011, so it's a decade ago now, I was writing checks. We used to write checks back then, believe it or not. I was writing checks to my tradespeople and I was paying some of them between three and four grand a week. And remember, this was 10 years ago, by the way. That's a lot of money back then. And at that time, Jim's Mowing was offering people a guaranteed $800 a week. And I found myself thinking, geez, I pay some of my guys four times that. I've got a real opportunity here. This This is actually way better than some of the other franchise opportunities out there. And I should franchise that. And it's funny, sometimes things you say in jest, uh, some of the best ideas you have and just occurred to me one day I just thought why not and so I took the necessary steps and learned about franchising and went from there a few months later I had it up and running as a, well advertised franchises and got my first franchisee in late 2011. Now Justin what are some of the unique characteristics of the Reliance Roof Restoration business? Where is it positioned in the current market in Australia? We took the quality into the market and also a very transparent sales process. So roof restoration 
is notorious for basically cowboys on the trade side of things and con men on the sales side of things. And we just decided to be the exact opposite of that. So really hit the quality and workmanship angle very hard. And that's something that we're, we're really strict on and, and, and very proud of. And, and we advertise a lot and also a very transparent sales process. So basically we give people a whole lot of information and that includes a list of essentially if they like uh, any potential customer can have a list of every single job we've ever done. And that's, that's around 17,000 for the record and a guarantee that's unrivaled. Uh, unrivaled in what it covers, but also in the fact that there's no small print. And that's extremely rare in our industry. What does the role of a franchisee involve? Is it more of a sales admin role or are the franchisees getting stuck into roof repairs and maintenance? Uh, It can be either. So we've got some franchisees that run it where they're more of a manager or they may even have someone else doing the admin, but, but they're certainly running it like a proper company, if you like, where they've got other people doing the work and perhaps other people doing the admin as well, even though that's that's part of your question, and they're more just managing things. But then I've certainly got plenty of other franchisees who are hands-on and do the work themselves. To be honest, probably more fit into the latter category. That We're happy to take on franchisees of, of either type when it comes to that. You know, we're, we're certainly looking for people that want to run it as a business because they're more likely to grow and the better they do, the better we do. But we're also happy to take on people that do want to be hands-on. And what is initially provided with the franchise model? What opportunities are there for franchisees to grow their business? Yeah, good question. So you basically get a startup kit, which is everything you need to do the physical aspects of the work. So that's basically all of the machines and tools, if you like. But in terms of the second part of your question, the grow their business, there's a whole lot of training material that we supply, essentially the whole time throughout someone's tenure as a franchisee. But certainly at the start, you get a lot of material. As an example, I've recently developed a course called um, How to Run a Roof Restoration Business that doesn't need you there. That's one of the things you get when you first start. And that's a step-by-step guide on how to set your business up to essentially run it as a manager. You can basically take on all of what's taught in that course or part of what's taught in that course. There's also a lot of one-on-one coaching with myself. That's more around the areas of management and sales and marketing and organisation and stuff like that. There's plenty of stuff there to help people grow the business, essentially as big as they want to get. So, Justin, does a franchisee need a background in trades work to be a successful franchisee? Or are there support networks and contracted providers within the business to account for a trade background? Hardly any of our existing franchisees come from a trade background. That in itself proves that you don't need that. We give a lot of training. So basically we teach people how to do it from go to woe. So they don't necessarily need to come from within the industry. And of our existing franchisees, only one of them does come from within the industry. All of the others have been from a whole variety of trades or backgrounds or, you know, we've got people that working in offices, so we've got factory workers, we've got an ex-farmer, ex-military. At one point we had an ex-bus driver, so there's there's definitely very little correlation between people coming from a trade background and getting into this business. So it seems like there's a very diverse background. So what are you really looking for in a potential franchisee? What kind of personalities and experiences do you believe are most important for a franchise business like Reliance? 
Well, if you want to be really specific with what I'm looking for, when I interview a potential franchisee, I ask two questions for myself, you know, because certainly at the start, the franchisee will be doing quotes, among other things, you know, they'll be doing quotes. And I say to myself, would I buy from this person? And then the second question is, would my partner buy from this person? That's probably more of a critical question. And and that's, to some people, when I say that, they, they assume I mean, am I looking for good salespeople? But it's actually quite the opposite. I I'm looking for people, is this just a a genuine, straight down the line, nice guy or girl for that matter? And that's what makes our most successful franchisees. If you look at within our network, the ones that do really well are surprisingly humble. They're just straight down the line, nice people. And as strange as that sounds, that's literally what I'm looking for when I'm interviewing potential franchisees. So what level of training and support is provided the initial stages of the franchise setup and how does that support change as the franchisee grows and becomes more confident? Well, initially you get a three-week block of training that is based around the physical aspects of the business, so how to essentially do a roof. So that's a three-week full-time block, Monday to Friday. From there, there's ongoing training after that. As a franchisee, your trainer becomes a, a mentor as, as such and someone that you can lean on for support if required. I also act as a coach as well. And initially, when people come on as a franchisee, at the end of that three-week block, I run four 90-minute coaching sessions spaced out over four weeks, and they focus on the other areas of the business, so not the physical aspects, but things like sales and marketing, management, the money side of the business and, and stuff like that. So there's plenty of support in that regard. And are there any opportunities for franchisees to communicate and provide support for each other? Do you host meetings and conferences to keep in a regular contact and learn from each other? Yeah, for sure. So kind of an extension of my answer to the last question So you get a mentor, like I said, and that's generally the person that trains you, but all of the franchisees in the network are extremely obliging with their time and supportive and and willing to help. I I often have franchisees bring it up where they say, oh, I had someone looking at the franchise and I spoke to them and spent about an hour on the phone with them and, you know, things like that. And so the guys are really obliging in that area. And also I act as a coach as well. And franchisees, I'll meet with them fairly regularly. But pre-COVID, I would visit most centres at least once every couple of months, often more than that, and that includes regional centres as well. It's been a little bit less so in the last 18 months, but that will return once travel's opened up again. That'll return to being a regular part of of, of what I offer as a franchisor. And by the way, that's one-on-one coaching sessions as well as group. So, so in some of the capital cities, I'll get a group of franchisees together and we'll do coaching that way. In the regional centres, it tends to be more one-on-one. But, you know, in, even in the last 18 months, we've been doing things by FaceTime or Zoom or, or even just over the phone. And that's that's still immensely valuable, they tell me. Yes, it is, especially when you can learn from each other and learn the ropes. For sure. Yeah, definitely. So where are you focusing your franchise growth at the moment? Is there a particular state or region that has significant potential for a Reliance Roof Restoration business? That's a good question. I'll answer that in a slightly evasive sort of way it'll sound, but but then I'll, I'll give you a more direct answer. One of the biggest myths is that there are particular markets that are better than others and, you know, there are all or states or cities where it's easy. And I find franchisees, when they're looking at the business, sometimes give me 
you know, they'll, they'll say, oh, you know, oh, the people in my area, they don't really like to spend a lot of money and stuff like that. But it's actually just not true. There's, there's not a particular market that's really any better than any others. You know, on that basis, we're not necessarily zeroing in on any particular market at all. We've got territories available in all of the states that we operate in, and that's basically every state except Western Australia, Tasmania and the Northern Territory. But we would go into those markets, certainly, if there was a, a good candidate there for the right franchisee, we'd, we'd go into those markets. But certainly in the four states where we are operating, and that's Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria, South Australia, they're all good markets. And, and so there are franchise territories available in all of those four states. So we go where the good people are. Most franchisors will tell you the same thing. They're looking for good franchisees. And if that good franchisees in Perth or in Cairns or in Melbourne or Bendigo, that doesn't matter. There's a market there for, for pretty much. What we do works. Our system works. We base it around where the good people are, not necessarily any particular market. And what milestones have you achieved since you first founded the franchise? What goals have you set for the business in the near future? Well, the first part of that question, milestones, we hit 20 franchises recently. In terms of growth or goals, we're looking to grow at about six per year, one every two months. That's not super aggressive growth, but it allows me to select more carefully and put more time into each of the new franchisees in terms of getting them up off the ground and, 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 and also not neglect the existing guys. So I'd like to be the main essentially coach and mentor and stuff for as long as possible. And, and so six per year is, is a good level that we'd like to grow at. And are there any business developments on the horizon that you are excited about? Any new technology or opportunities that will improve the offering of Reliance Roof Restoration? Good question. I've recently implemented a weekly video training in terms of everybody gets a, a business tip once per week. So the feedback has been amazing from the existing franchisees that they really love that. And they say they're, they're learning a lot from those. They go for a anywhere between about 10 and 30 minutes. I did one the other day that was 47 minutes, it's, but that was unusual. Most of them are between, yeah, like I said, between 10 and 30 minutes. We focus on a different area of the business each week. Sometimes we'll go over the same area over a couple of weeks, but usually it's a different area each week. That's basically a, an education process for people, trying to teach them more about business, but also it's just keeping people on track and reminding of what the most important parts are in the company. So that's something that's been implemented recently. And I, I mentioned about uh, the, the training program that, that was developed recently as well called How to Run a Roof Restoration Business That Doesn't Need You There. So I'm pretty excited about that as well. That's essentially teaching people step-by-step step how I grew the company and you know how they can do the same if they choose to. And what drives you to grow the business further? What do you love most about Reliance Roof Restoration? One of the things I love most about this is how I've seen people change their lives. So I know that sounds really flaky. People say that stuff and you go, oh, yeah, you're right. But it does give you so much satisfaction to see people that have – I've got guys that have never made good money before. You know, I was writing checks to people for three and four grand 10 years ago. Well, you can make more than that now, certainly in 2021, and, and that's insane money for some people. They didn't even know that that existed. But it's not just that. It's the lifestyle as well. Like I know guys that pick up their kids from school now, they've never been able to do that in the past. You know, they were working long hours in a factory and it just gives you so much freedom. I've got a business partner in the paint manufacturer side of the company. We, By the way, we manufacture the paint for the franchise network, the roofing coatings, that is. 
And he calls roof restoration the world's best kept secret. And it's so true. Like I said, I got guys that had never really made good money. They didn't even know this existed. You know, the people have said, you know, where has this been all my life? This is amazing. So that's the thing that I love the most. And honestly, that's that's what drives me. That's great. Now, Justin, everyone with a grain of salt knows that a lot of businesses, they don't actually succeed beyond the first two years. And that's usually because the business model hasn't been proven, hasn't had the time to work out its kinks. But you've actually made it, you've actually created a business model that works, that is succeeding, that is growing, even during a pandemic, which is fantastic. Now, as the founder of Successful Business, what advice can you offer to anyone thinking about inquiring about an opportunity and how best can they get in touch with you to learn more about a franchising opportunity? This is going to sound like a strange answer. Our opportunity might not be the best one for them. There are plenty of opportunities out there. And believe it or not, I've created a video recently called The Five Secrets to Choosing the Right Business for You. They can get a hold of that if they like. They just need to contact me. And the funny thing about that is that will on occasion, actually steer people away from our type of business because it might not be the right one for them. But I believe most people, not everybody, but most people can be successful in our business. And my advice is, it's kind of a paradox. Do your research, but don't do too much. I know that sounds really strange. So do your research, certainly make sure that you are getting into something that has a, a good solid track record and the existing franchisees are doing well. Not all of them, because sometimes you will, despite everyone's best efforts, you'll have some franchisees that aren't killing it, but you want to make sure most of the people in the network are doing well and, and speak to some existing franchisees in, in any particular opportunity you're looking at going into and ask them, is this for real? How much money are you really making? And, you know, here's what the franchisor told me. Is this stuff true? And if it all lines up, then, you know, it's a pretty safe bet that the franchisor has been transparent and told you everything. And and then once you settle on the opportunity that, that stacks up in terms of you believe it's going to suit you in terms of your personality and your skill set and the existing franchisees have given it a wrap, then go for it. Just go for it. And in terms of, of our opportunity, if, if it's something that people would like to look at, my advice is just to pick up the phone and give me a call. I'm a little bit old-fashioned there. I understand some people want to communicate by email and, and text and all that kind of stuff these days, and that's okay too. I'm, I'm happy to do it that way if, if that's their preference. But honestly, just give me a call. Um, sometimes people are afraid to, to call because they might be worried they're going to get a sales pitch, but I never do that. The success of the company depends on the quality of the franchisees. So you're certainly not going to go and twist someone's arm to get into your opportunity because they might not be the right person. And I'm happy to just pick up the phone and chew the fat with people and answer their questions. And they can ask me whatever they like about the opportunity and I'll, and I'll give them the information. And if it's the right opportunity for them, great. If it's not, that's okay too. You know, I'll never consider it a waste of time to have a phone conversation with someone. So that's my advice. If you're looking for a business opportunity, do your research, but the old saying, analysis paralysis, once you've settled on the opportunity, you know, it's right for you, just go for it. And if you'd like to have a look at my opportunity in, in more detail, then pick up the phone and and give me a call. I'd be more than happy to speak to you. That's great, Justin. And as I was talking before, not every business gets off the ground, but the beauty of a franchise is that it's well-established. The owner is someone who knows what they're doing, is a great entrepreneur and really wants people to be invested in growing as a business owner and achieving that dream. For sure, for sure. So thanks, Justin. Now, Reliance Roof Restoration does sound like a great business to franchise with. Now, for anyone listening to this podcast who is keen to put their name down for more information, there is a button beneath this podcast to submit your inquiry. 
And the team at Reliance Roof Restoration will get the ball rolling ASAP and get you started on your franchising journey. Now, thanks again for joining us on the podcast today. We wish you success in all your continuing business journeys and we hope to hear from you soon for an update. Thanks a lot for having me, guys. The pleasure's been all mine. Thank you, Dustin. Eden Exchanges was brought to you by the team at Eden Exchange. In the subset, we spoke to Justin Eldershaw, who was the founder and owner of Reliance Roof Restoration Franchises, a roof restoration franchise expanding Australia-wide. To find out more about Justin and the Reliance Roof Restoration Franchise, or to discover other episodes by Eden Exchanges, head to our networking website, businessbuyinvest.com. You can also subscribe to the series on iTunes, or Stitches if you're using Android. Find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. Recent info on the buying, selling, and investing world. Thanks for listening.